friends from college Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? You're a little bit laggy on my end. I, I don't know why, but your your audio is fine. It's perfect. It's just the video itself. It's like laggy. Oh, so th- we'll just pay attention to th- pay attention to the audio then. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I wasn't expecting it. That's why I was like so like kind of caught off guard, you know? Like uh, okay. Speaking of being caught off guard, um <laughs> yesterday we were going to record an episode. We were, I w- we were set on it. I knew your stance on the trade. I knew my stats on the trade. I thought we were going to give our audience a solid 45 minutes of a good back and forth discussion on our opinions on Malcolm Brogdon joining the Clippers. And now we don't have to do it. We don't have to bring it up. He apparently is still injured. I don't know the severity the severity of it, but it's enough for the Clippers to say no. The Wizards still gave... Uh, Chris Stapperzingas to the Celtics in a different three-team deal to have all the Grizzlies. Marcus Smart was worth two first-round picks. Who would have thunk? <laughs> uh, but um, it was worth more than Bradley Beal, huh? I guess so. The Bradley Beal thing is like I I kind of feel for the Wizards because Bradley Beal had a no-trade clause, so he picked the team, and so basically the the, the Wizards had to get whatever they can from that team. It's it's just strange because it's hard for me to think that the Suns was more enticing than living in Miami, right? Like if that was the oh yeah, right? Because like the the deal Miami offered wasn't that great either. But I don't know. Maybe he, it's the humidity. Maybe he likes a dry heat in Phoenix more than he likes a humid heat in Miami. I don't know. Yeah, it just shows what kind of IQ he has on, on the court. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. We're, we'll, we'll still see if it works. Uh, the Suns are the perfect example of like this new CBA that I'm not even going to pretend that I know 100% about. Every day I learn uh, like a tenth of a percent more about it, and it just confuses me because I'm like, wait, I thought I previously heard this. But all I know is if you're in the second apron, you're extremely limited on what you can do. Like I've heard multiple reports on like the type of trades you could do. There's no MLEs. There's no nothing like you're yeah. it, It's so the Suns are the extreme example of that. Now they're the extreme side of the spectrum where they're going to have three very expensive players and basically a bunch of undrafted free agents, a couple draft pick. Well, they honestly don't even own a single draft pick until the year 2031 i think i heard yeah not even a second round pick not even a second round pick they all went to the wizards yeah their game plan seems to be kind of like i i hate to steal it but i think it's like pretty pretty spot on you know you know the hot tub padres you know padres hot tub i should say sorry uh they like to say that the the current roster for the padres is stars and scrubs and that's what they're going for in in phoenix Mm -hmm. so um it's kind of like when the rams gm said f those picks because legitimately the Suns don't have a pick. Like maybe the owner could buy a pick there and there. But... I mean, they still have picks, they just have swaps. Yes. And so, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah. 
so we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes but the clippers on the other hand the last episode you brought up that you wanted them to make a big swing uh you were a little disappointed in the potential broaden trade because it wasn't a big swing i still felt they they would have a big swing in them with or without the broaden thing but i still yeah. feel like the team had to get better too even if they don't make a big swing yeah i i get i get why you're okay with it and it's fine like i i I think there are solid points for it. I can acknowledge that for that trade, but ultimately to me, it was not a big move. Um, and it, it's not like it matters because it didn't go through, but um, I just like, uh, I question his availability and all the stuff. And, you know, uh, reports show that they found something during his physical. And uh, I think they said that it warrants surgery. So, yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, and I think the more the most important news from that whole situation because for an entire week, I think I would say a good portion of Clipper fans just had were living in dread because we're like, oh man, Chris Paul's coming. Then we had the high hope that we're like, oh maybe Chris Paul's not coming. And yeah. then uh, today, the Wizards got a first round draft pick from <laughs> the Warriors for Chris Paul. So I'm glad we didn't get Chris Paul for a first round pick, um, which I guess is a good transition to how our draft went today. Um, I am still, I'm still under the impression that the Clippers could trade Kobe Brown, who they drafted with the 30th pick in the draft. I don't know. Uh, it was funny because like as the second round started to continue, I was like, uh, we still haven't gotten that update if they did the trade or not. Uh, and then it's like now that the draft's almost over, it's like maybe, maybe they're gonna keep him. So, I'll let you go first. Kobe Brown, Kobe who wears number twenty four, on the uh University of Missouri. How do you Mizzou? How do you feel about him? As a clipper, <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I actually watch college basketball. I mean, I watch March Madness because it's entertaining. Um, and I, I know I, I'm contradicting myself because earlier I said, you know, college basketball is stupid, it's kind of boring. Um, but you know, actually, actually sitting down and watching March Madness was actually pretty fun, but. I really don't have <laughs> anything besides going off stats, you know, like it seems like he's a four year student, you know, four year college athlete. Uh first two years he wasn't really productive. I'm I'm pretty sure he was probably on the bench and then second year it looks like he had a boost in his stats. And I, I just don't know if it translates. I know he was part of the March Madness and he, you know, was part of some major wins, but I just don't know what his place is on this Clippers. Um, uh, I I don't know if we're going to see a lot of minutes. Um, I I just don't, I don't know what Ty is going to do if we still have Ty. Cause I, that's still a question mark, right? I, did I miss any update on Ty? Luke? Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, they're not going to extend him. So this is his last year. If okay, so, unless he like goes out, has the greatest year of his life, I don't think he's coming back the year after. Okay. So okay, so Tyler is for sure the coach. I thought I thought for some reason he would want out for some reason. He's still uh, main, but 
but mm-hmm. yeah, I just I just don't know what to expect uh, this season. It doesn't feel like this is a throwaway season. So, with that being said, I don't think these guys will get a lot of playing time because of that. Yeah, that makes sense. I I don't think he is going to jump above anybody by by any means in on this team. But I do think if we're going to take this new CBA seriously, then it's certainly a thing to keep an eye out on. Um, do you want the cons or the pros first of how I feel about this? Uh, give me the cons. This is like the fourth power forward, <laughs> like stretch big that the Clippers have drafted and none of them have penned out. So I feel like they're like specifically looking for a player and for whatever reason they keep trying it you know it's you know um what's the definition of insanity you know keep trying the same thing over and over trying to get a different result like um he's also i think i don't know if i got this right but he's he's either the oldest or one of the oldest players in the draft Mm. uh he's 23 going on 24 i think by the season starts he might be 24 uh just a silly thing to go off of his name's kobe and he wears 24 i don't know if he's going to continue wearing 24 but you know that just sets laker fans up for memes <laughs> but uh those are the cons he's also kind of like a prototypical like power forward or so that we would see maybe in the early 2000s he kind of reminds me of ellen brand you know he's a stocky 250 pound player you know, so there's not too many of those in the NBA anymore. I think you got to be a little bit more athletic to play power forward or a wing or whatever we call it. But the power forward position is very confusing because, like, sometimes I want to be like, it's the four. Sometimes I want to say it's the power forward. Sometimes I want to say it's a wing. You know, the Clippers kind of alternate alternate between what they think a power forward is. So I would say that's that outside of that one of the things is though like usually we draft a player who we think is extremely raw so these are these are now my pros like we th- we usually draft a player who we think is like extremely raw at the position but like to be honest like he's pretty he's pretty like fundamentally skilled and it's not like we're trying to be like, hey, we would like to develop you into a stretch big, you know, shooter. He shoots 45% from three. Like, that's pretty impressive. And he, um, I'm looking for it right now. Um, He doesn't turn the ball over. If he does, he actually is, he, he has pretty good assist skills. Uh, he didn't shoot that well his first three years or so, but he's developed into a really good shooter. He averaged 15 points, 6.4, 15.8 points, 6.4 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 1.5 steals per game, shot 55% from the field and 45% from three. Mm-hmm. Like the skill set and the stat, the stat line looks really good. If you watch him play, he looks like a very competent player. Like, like for example, I'm going to make a hot take when I say this right now. Um, 
he's more NBA ready than any of the players that we currently have who we just recently drafted. Yeah, like he, maybe Brandon Boston Jr. is more NBA ready now, but when we drafted him, Brandon Boston, Brandon Boston was still kind of raw. He was just you know a streaky scorer. Musa Diabati is obviously a raw talent. J- Jason Preston, obviously we know he's not NBA ready. So, <laughs> so, so the Kobe Brown seems like he's the most NBA ready player that we've drafted like he i'm not saying he's gonna play by all means but if we do decide to start completely over at the power forward position and we don't get a new one and we're starting players like Kawhi leonard at power forward or something like that then maybe you know if Kawhi's gonna miss some time maybe brand kobe brown gets some minutes um I could see that happening. Um, you know, while you were kind of discussing uh, some pros and cons, I decided to like look up, you know, just some information about him. And you know, there's a article that already came out uh, on the Orange County Register uh, by Janice Carr. Basically, one thing that was pretty impressive. I'm not too sure if you mentioned it in your pros, but he was only he was one of the only four players in SEC history to post at least 500 defensive rebounds, 100 steals, and 50 block shots. Interesting. Yeah. So, I just I just saw an interesting tweet uh, by Lucas Hahn. The Clippers took the two oldest players in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, like Terrence Mann was. One of the oldest players in the draft, too, when we picked them. And we'll get into Jordan Miller, who we also drafted from Miami. There's there's something that comes with being an older player, I'm sure, and being a four-year athlete in college. And I think it's better of understanding the season moment. And I think that might be the reason why Lawrence Frank went for, you know, kind of this age, because he realizes the window is not that, you know, wide now so maybe there is a shot that there is a possibility that these these guys do get playing time um and you know i hope for nothing but the best i hope these guys become somewhat of a of a team man level you know like coming in contributing right away and little things um specific on the rebound because we suck we're ass in rebounding sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah, and the funny thing is, I think I I read by someone who's like looking at like one of his uh weakest skill sets apparently is like uh rebounding. <laughs> so, like apparently he he could do it, uh, but like in terms of translating to the NBA, someone's mentioned that they don't think he's gonna be able to translate. <laughs> That's hilarious. His rebounding, yeah, but they said like uh he's not a because I'm I'm just like paraphrasing from like what people said on ESPN and stuff like that and. You know, um, saying stuff like he's not a great defender, but he's a good defender. You know, and from for the, what that means to me is like he could probably stay around. He could stick with someone probably his size, but he'll probably get lost when he's, you know, guarding, uh, a, guarding a guard. But who? What big? There's only a quite. There's only a handful of big guys in this league who could guard a guard, right? So yeah, um, yeah. Like I'm indifferent about it. Uh, yesterday we we traded the pick. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So like, to be honest, so like there was a part of me today that I was like waiting and waiting for us to trade the pick and we technically haven't done it. Who knows? We could do it after we get off this pod right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're probably like, uh, we didn't ask for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I honestly thought they were going to, like, talk to a team and be like, all right, who do you want at this pick? We'll get him, and then we'll give him the rights to you, and we want to work out a deal. But you know what? Like, the reason why I I could see him uh, getting some playing time, maybe not serious playing time, but, you know, being maybe not – I'll put it this way. He's going to get a guaranteed contract. He's a first-round athlete, so he gets a guaranteed contract. So it's not like – because second-round draft picks – only get um second round draft picks only get like a non guaranteed de- oh they can get a guaranteed deal because I think we gave Brandon Boston a guaranteed deal to start but then now some of his years are non guaranteed same thing as Jason Preston but this is a guaranteed contract like he's on the team you could send him to Ontario if you want but he's on the team so and all of our expire most of our expiring contracts come from the power forward position. So, I'm not saying he's going to be like starting 72 games for us. <laughs> but out of all the players that we've drafted in recent years, this one looks like he has the most legitimate chance to get some playing time. Um, but knowing how the Clippers operate, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just, you know, 100 DMPs <laughs> including the playoffs, right? So, including the pl- the playoffs and the preseason. But um, yeah, I guess we can move on. They also drafted a player named Jordan Miller, uh, from Miami. Um, uh, I think it's um, Billis or Bilas, Bilas, Billis. I don't know, Jay Billis on ESPN. <laughs> he he apparently talked to some ACC coaches, and the ACC coaches said he was the best player in the conference. Uh, and that's a very competitive conference. Like Duke's in that conference, North Carolina's in that conference, and et cetera. Mm. But he's just going to be a two-way player. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's he he fits the Terrence Mann mold. He's like six four, six five, or something like that. Kind of plays the two and three. Doesn't shoot great from the outside. He's athletic. He's good. He plays great, solid defense. He he's a he's a two-way player though. Yeah, I think that's. That's it. <laughs> I don't really have much that. I don't know if you want to add to it. I don't know if you're looking stuff up right now on the fly. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I, I'll give you my initial reactions, guys. Like, I'm, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeves. I'm, I'm really disappointed so far. Uh, I was kind of hoping for something big, and you know, maybe there might be something later down the line. But right now, just it's been kind of lackluster. If, if I could temper your expectations a little bit, and, and I hope, hopefully, you. Uh, Respect me saying this. We don't. We had the thirtieth pick in the draft. We were not going to get somebody worthwhile. Yeah, but like uh, the trade but, rumors that were going on, it would have been really interesting here. Um, you know, uh, at least uh, like you know, uh, Brock and uh, you know would have been something, I guess, rather than nothing. But now we have a uh, Marcus Morris who shoots balls and he hits the fence and <laughs> he's upset with his role. I don't know what kind of role he was expecting. <laughs> well, Mar- Marcus Marcus Morris is getting traded. There, he's not going to be on this team. I don't. It's either we're going to try to get a decent player and use all our expiring contracts to make that happen, or we're just going to ship him for nothing. 
No. Like we're just gonna legit be like, here, please take him off our hands. We'll absorb whatever stupid thing you got on your team, and we'll move on. Like, I don't see a scenario where Marcus Morris is on the team next year at all. I don't see a scenario where Eric Gordon's on this team. The only way I see Eric Gordon on this team is we're legit. We traded so many pieces like Norman Powell and stuff like that that we're like, fine, we'll just keep Eric Gordon to play six man or something. Yeah. I I I honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised we don't pick up Eric Gordon's. Like, because there's two ways to look at this. Like, either we stick it to the second apron, we just go all for it or whatever, or we. I I don't know how to put it, but like, or we just we we don't sign Eric Gordon back. We cut Jason Preston. I think like that will for sure get us under the second apron. If we have to do another move, do we trade Morris for less money, and then we bring back like slightly less money? We're under the second apron, and we could have more flexibility to do stuff next off season. Yeah, but it's, it's we're in that weird place where it's like like you said we either make a big splash or we just cut costs mm-hmm. um yeah i guess to further elaborate this I, I know marcus morris for sure is gone like it's 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 we we've heard for a while that um you know it's not like lebron james you know like that he was not really happy with his role uh, um so we we and then it comes out, so it feels like for sure he's going to be gone. Um, I guess, like, for sh- I don't know, man. I blame Jake, but I was really, really hoping Christoph Porzingis would be a Clipper. Like, mm. I just, I was like, you know what? Like, there's one player that everyone's salivating for. It was Bradley Beal. And the more I thought about it, the more I felt Jake had a really good point when, in one of our podcasts. And I just kept on thinking, I'm like, dude, like, the Denver Nuggets have a very unstoppable big, and yeah, we can't, we'll never be able to shut him down. But I think Porzingis would do a good job at slowing him down. You know, I don't know if he'll do that defensively, but at least he's taller. Exactly, he's he has a size. He's seven three. You, you know? know, like he could put his hands up and not and like yeah, but I don't, I don't. If Jokic wanted to, he'll just put his elbow into Kristaps' uh, rib, and then Kristaps <laughs> gonna put his knee, and then he's out for six months. But and then he'll flop in the process. But uh, <laughs> I'll never forgive him for that, guys. Um, yeah, he's great and all, but you know what? I remember in the bubble when he was constantly flopping. Yeah, and right now the draft's officially over, so there's gonna be. There's going to be some two-way players that we're probably going to try to get. Um, I'm going to give mine right now because I'm selfish like that, and I went to USC. I want to see if we get Drew Peterson on a two-way. But we'll see. I don't think so. (laughs) And to be honest, I don't know if Drew Peterson's skill is going to translate to the NBA. I just want to see a Trojan on the Clippers. That's all. Um. Another Trojan I would like on the Clippers is Kevin Porter Jr. If the Houston Rock, I know I'm sound like a broken record. If Houston gets James Harden, and they did just, you know, they had a decent draft already. They have a, a lot of young talent. Give us Kevin Porter Jr., please. We need a point guard. Yes. I know, like, we're probably still in the Russ camp. I, I like Russ, but I would still like us to have an option post this Russ year we're going to have. I don't think Russ is like a three-year solution or anything. Yeah. No, so, I agree. 
Uh, I still would like Russ on the team, but that's just yeah. my thoughts. Um, yeah, and, and I think like getting going back to how you feel about like you know I like Russ a lot too, but like if the big if the best thing we did all off season was get Russ, I would be very like disappointed. So yeah, like, no, I, yeah, I know, I agree. So. Like hopefully, like if we get Russ, it's just like oh yeah, we brought Russ back. Plus, we also got uh, Supreme Jesus Megazord <laughs> as our third star. <laughs> I'm like oh okay, then we're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we bring Kyrie Irving, his third eye. I, I was I'm kind of lingering because I was like oh man, like if we could get a third, if we could get our like you know our third, I was gonna say third pick, but like an undrafted guy before we sign off here. But I feel like the Clippers are gonna take like an extra 48 hours to decide this. But uh, before we go, uh, do you want to touch on Paul George being in trade rumors, or do you think it was just smoke? Do you think it's nothing? Mm. I, yeah, we can talk about it. Um, excuse me for all the loud noises that are coming from my chair. <laughs> um, I, I think there's a possibility that they're. I think they're. There might be some talks. Um, I know Jerry West went on the podcast to say, you know, this and that about those two. But honestly, who's going to go to their like go to a podcast and tell them directly to their face, "Hey, you know, we're going to consider trading you." Like, no one's going to really be that upfront. So, am I? Would I be surprised if the Clippers work in you know shadows and um, you know try to see what they could get? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I know stars have a lot of uh sorry, it's pretty loud outside. I don't know. Oh, you heard that. I didn't hear it. All right, cool. Um I know I know stars have a lot of connects and they can hear a lot of things and you know secrets get out pretty easily. But you know, a lot of people didn't see the whole Isaiah Thomas trade. So when it was Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie, and at that time Isaiah Thomas was almost in the MVP running, so he wasn't an MVP running. He was a very was beloved a, Celtic, and, then and he was, was like, uh, yeah, exactly. And he was traded uh, for a move that was seen as a really good move. And I agree. Uh, if I was the Cavs, if I was the Celtics, I would have made that move for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's a possibility. Um, I know it's not the prettiest answer uh, or the most hot like hot take answer but that's what i think i i think like zach Lowe. i think it was zach Lowe today and I, I don't usually quote like national reporters too too often because i feel like they're only partially informed if that makes sense like you know they're trying to get insider information on every team in the league and then they make their own speculations off of that right so it's like yeah like you might hear like a whisper about the Clippers, but you might not know the full picture. But he did kind of like throw out the whole like you know Kawhi and Paul George, or they have these extensions coming up, and like you know if they're trying to get the super the the max out of that, then the Clippers might be hesitant to do so. So like maybe the Clippers are at least taking calls now now i'm going into my words like maybe the clippers are now taking calls on paul george and they're like well you know we'll hear you out but it's got to be worth it and i don't know if 
the Clippers felt, you know, I feel like if Paul George is going to be moved for a really, really young piece, it would have been Scoo Henderson in this draft, and that's already happened. So I, I don't, I, it would have to be uh, other players, and I don't know, like I know, like there was the Knicks today. And I'm sure there's some players on the Knicks that I could look at and pick out. And I'm like, oh, I like this guy, I like this guy, I like this guy. But I don't know if the Clippers are like. I just feel like you. Do you trade Paul George for a lateral move? Like I don't know. Like I feel like Paul George is the one who's embraced being the Clipper the most between the two. So I feel like mm. I'd rather let Kawhi go. But like, like I know Kawhi doesn't have much value. But like, if you're just trying to get him off the books. <laughs> like I'm sure there's a team that might be like well sure you know so it's I don't know you ride with Paul George and then you get Kawhi off the books and then you know or the Clippers could just straight up like let both walk next year I don't think that's going to be the case but or they could sign one to an extension and the other one not but I think that sends a weird message too they could also do like a weird like two plus one instead of a whole four mat four year max they could just do a two plus one and then like and you know have two more mm-hmm. years to prove that you can stay healthy kind of thing um but i don't know like it's intriguing that second apron's really gonna mess with the clippers yeah i think if we i think the last thing they want is to have these guys walk without getting anything back uh, in return i should say um especially with the draft capital they use to get them yeah uh, that would be really bad. So I think they'll avoid that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You'd be foolish not to hear what other teams have to offer. Yeah. And it looks like Paul George, in my opinion, probably has the most value, like you said, out of the two, um, mainly because of availability. And you actually know what Paul George is <laughs> about. Kawhi, you just don't know what's going on with him. Um, and yeah. If he's very displeased, you know, he makes it very, very clear. And it's kind of a gamble um, on what kind of rental you'll be having with him. So yeah, it's it's strange. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't uh I wasn't paying mind to it until um, sorry if I'm blanking out his name, but a uh, reporter that you know usually follows the Clippers very closely. Um, there's Fabod, there's Andrew Greif, and Andrew Greif. He's the one that basically provided that there have been talks. Um, but just kind of gauging and no, and nothing more than that. So that's what kind of made me think like, okay, yeah, this, this is probably believable. He's been pretty spot on a lot of things. Yeah. Cause like the Clippers have, if they include Eric Gordon, they have 60, like 63 million or six. I'm just going to say 60 because I don't have it in front of me right now. About 60 million. I think it's 63, $63 million or so in expiring contracts. Let's just say they don't bring Eric Gordon back. That's still 43. And let's just say they don't, uh, let's just say they um, don't, how do I put this? Let's just say they do trade Morris, but they do bring Eric Gordon back, right? I know this is now getting convoluted. Then we still, you know, like we're still rocking with a lot of money as well there. Well, actually, I think it's 40, you know, I'm going to start over. (laughs) (laughs) we have about 40 wait we have about 60 million 60 million dollars in expiring contracts 17 million of that 
would be Morris if we moved him. We'd have 43 left over if that's the case, if we kept Eric Gordon. If we get rid of Eric Gordon, then, yeah, we have about 40 million left over. You know, what I'm trying to say is we still have uh, expiring contracts to move to get uh, a player that's worth more than 30 to 40 million dollars. We have the expiring contracts to pull it off. We don't have the draft capital to go with it, but we learned with the Brandy Bill deal and stuff like that. You don't necessarily need draft capital with probably because of this new CBA that's coming up. Teams do not want to go in the second apron. Some teams are going to go all in and just do it anyway. And some teams are going to be like, well, let me see if I can cut corners, right? Like Draymond Green, if he does not come back to the Warriors, then they save about $170 million in the tax. If he does sign again, they're going to have to pay like $240 million in tax. So it's like these, these, these situations are extremely like touch and go, I feel like. So yeah, if the Clipper, it depends what the front office wants to do and how they look at scenarios. I'm just glad we're not getting Chris Paul back. <laughs> yeah. At the, end so of, happy. at the end of the day, like I did not want to overpay for a 47 year old point guard that is just a total absolute dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, like, um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of wish he stayed on Wizards though, because man, like he would have been a perfect example of what to do when you have an addiction, right? You say you yeah. had an addiction to the finals, and what you do with addiction is you stay away from it completely, oh, far away from it. And you know what? The Wizards would have been a really good point, for, <laughs> a really good place for him, because um, they're not going to win anything anytime soon. But fortunately, he's on he's on the Warriors, and that means we're going to see him a lot more often as well. So. Man, his biggest rival of the 2000s, and he just... I'm not going to say he jumped ship, because he's a 40-year-old who's just being tossed around in the NBA at this point. It's not really <laughs> his call. <laughs> but but, it, but like, seeing him in a Warriors uniform is just like the absolute... like It make, it ensures me that I shouldn't like him. And that's yeah, good. no, definitely. I can't wait for all the fake laughs he has with Steph, Steve Kerr, so it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, man... He's going to be telling Steph Curry what to do. And Steph Curry's like, do you know who I am? I'm the guy who schooled you for an entire decade. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Can I see your ring before you tell me what to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Not your wedding band. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of the Warriors, I, I think Draymond Green comes back. Uh, I think the Jordan Poole kind of like cemented that for some reason. I just got a report from Chris Haynes that says Damian. I just got a report like Chris Haynes let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Damian Lillard has not had any recent communication with the Portland Trailblazers involving the draft, free agency, or his future. Mm. So it looks like they just basically were like, well, we're going to take Scoot Henderson because it seems like you don't want to come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, the, the, I, I really hope he does, he does have a really good career, though. Scoot Henderson? Yeah, I don't know why. I just felt like as a just, yeah, I like honestly, like he would have been he would have been the number one overall pick in any other draft. Mm-hmm. But he had to be in the same draft as Wemby, and then the Charlotte Hornets made drafted Brandon Miller, which I think Brandon Miller is good. He could have been number one overall pick in another draft too, you know. Yeah. So, but, yeah, this this draft was extremely deep. I think like the first five or six franchises got franchise changing players. I'm not going to say all of them are going to be like all stars or anything, but franchise changing players at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, so it's weird because I feel like there's been a lot of Clipper news without there being Clipper stuff happening. It's kind of like, 
It's like the Clippers studied really hard for a test and still got a C on it. Like, like that, that's that's like that. That's how I. That's how I feel right now. That's that's pretty good. One. I like that one. Like, like it's like all right. Well, I have a feeling like tomorrow or something. Something's gonna happen, but we'll see. Damian Lillard turns thirty three next month. So screw. It, let's do it, Damian Lillard. Let's go. Yeah, for to, it. Honestly, yeah, I know. Like. The rumors were the Blazers would like to send Lillard to the East Coast, but if Lillard was like, you know what, I want to go play with Paul George and Kawhi. He's like, he wanted a small Ford in Portland. He's like, let me go get two of them. In, in <laughs> and D- Damian Lillard wanted to come play for us, and all we had to do was give him expiring contracts and a draft pick at some point in the future. I don't know when our next one is. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, well... I guess that's I guess that's our show. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm, I'm like I feel like the last 15 minutes I was trying to stall because I was like, is there any lingering news? It's like Lawrence Frank texting in the in the group chat. I see Bombers just like leaving, <laughs> just like leaving already. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, Steve Bomber put like a ha ha on it, and then like a couple minutes later, he removes the ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not. It's since he doesn't use an Apple phone, he or an iPhone, he uses an Android. So you see it. The you know, like when you text someone who has an Android, it like tells you in words what happened instead of like it just changing. So it says like ha ha to this message. Message, and then it says in the next message, Steve Bomber removes haha. From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I would not want to be in a group chat right now with them. Um, uh, well, you can find our pod where you find your pod. Uh, we appreciate everyone. You know, you guys could be doing anything with your time. You could probably be listening to a podcast that has more in depth analysis on these draft picks than we did, but we, I think we have a very fan perspective. So it's it's good uh you know what i'm open-minded i'm just glad we didn't get chris paul today yep amen to that you know uh and uh yeah you can do anything with your time but you spent it with us oh before we go uh so i've been seeing this trend uh on the internet and i wanted to uh, throw it out there to you mm-hmm. so have you seen this trend on in and out where you get a cheeseburger and it's called a flying Dutchman, so it doesn't have a bun. It's just meat and cheese. And you get the grilled grill onions. Grill and you get the grilled onions. So I tried the... that. I, I tried that recently. Okay. It was, was really. It? it was really good. Really. It was really good. Yeah, it's messy, but it's really good. And it's like it's like pretty keto. You know, you don't have the bread and stuff like that. You just eating meat, cheese, and onions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I. I wanted to do that, but with tomatoes, because I hate lettuce wraps. I feel like mm-hmm. lettuce wraps are just more messy because the lettuce oh, are always They're messy. Wet. You get a cold, wet piece of lettuce, and it just it doesn't. It's not the yeah, same. Yeah, it's not the same. So I saw one with tomatoes, and that looked pretty good. But yeah, I did see that. And it's funny that you brought, you brought that up because I did see that literally right before this uh this podcast so oh, yeah. i was like dang this that looks pretty good <laughs> it was so really, it. it was really i'm not gonna lie though i don't know if it's a new trend or whatever i went to two in and outs i went to one by six flags when i because i had to go to bakersfield last weekend mm-hmm. i went to one by six flags i ordered it and they looked all super confused and then they gave me one of raw onions which was still good it was still good it wasn't grilled but it was still good yeah and then uh 
This is the this is the best conversation of this whole pod. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most excited we have ever been in so far. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to uh I went to an in and out here like in Long Beach and I was like, Hey, like can I get the flying Dutchman with grilled onions? And he's like, We don't do that. And I was like, Well, I've seen it happen before. And he's like, Well, we don't do that. And then I wasn't gonna sit there in, in line and argue with someone who's just trying to do his job and makes minimum yeah. wage <laughs> like i was just yeah. like i was like no i'm already i'm sorry i was like i'll just get the flying dutchman by itself then and but then i went to one in buena park yeah and i ordered it they didn't give me any issues they're like yeah we could do that like, <laughs> <laughs> and i got it and it was really good i added mustard to it just to give it a little bit more flavor Ooh, that sounds really good i might try that this so, yeah weekend. yeah no definitely um uh, we're probably going to cut, cut this off right now, but near where you live, I just went there. Um, I just actually came back from it. There's a restaurant called uh, Roll, R-O-L. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good sushi, dude. Really good. It's expensive, but like, if you guys dude, have like a date night, definitely. No, we're going to keep this in the pod because I we need to have a conversation about the text message you sent me the other day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. so <laughs> me and Jesse are trying to plan our next pod session, and then randomly he just texts me. He's like, "Hey, man, we need to hit green cheeks," <laughs> and I respond, "Huh?" And then ha ha ha, you know, because maybe it's something I'm supposed to know already. Like, I was <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then you're like, "It's a restaurant." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because you had the same reaction I had when they brought it up at my work because uh, someone someone had uh, basically he was there for six months and he's already quitting and going back to his old job. And then everyone's kind of like, oh, we'll do a farewell. You know, we'll go eat at Green Cheeks. And what I heard was who's clapping green, who's clapping cheek, green cheeks. So I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I was like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> This is inappropriate for the workplace. We can't be talking about that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But hey, if you're ever uh, in Huntington Beach, there's a place called uh, Green Cheeks, and it's really good. It's a good brewery, good food. All right. So I'm going to let you vote on this, Jesse. You're the single vote. Mm-hmm. Is this episode called Green Cheeks or is this episode called Flying Dutchman? I would go with an actual other well, option d other well we didn't get it well we didn't get chris paul <laughs> <laughs> okay fine i was i was gonna go off because i wanted people to be like what does the flying dutchman or green cheeks have to do with what happened in the draft today but you you went well you went with the business decision i, I went with a business decision <laughs> all right all right so it will be something involving chris paul i'll figure that out all right uh yeah we're out peace <laughs>